actually, my, my wife just walked in. I had to leave my uh, daughter's basketball game early to come do this. So you know my priorities are like right in the order. She's actually doing a, a mental health podcast right after this. Um, discuss her father's lack of interest. <laughs> One, I love the compliments. Please, I hope the rest of the show is just that. And two, <laughs> that opening is like you know how you do like a in a in a movie. It would be like um, you know uh, you would be an art student or something, and you'd like bring a girl <laughs> to see like the your showing of your film, and you would yeah. sit down and like this is the film that would run as we just hold on her face. Like just this look of like, what did I get into? Because that very much felt like a, oh my God, this is an art film from the other side of hell, man. It was, I loved it, but that's, that's what it felt like. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, we, it's one of those things where sometimes I have guests on here that are clearly a little older um, and a little bit more established in the business in the years that they've been doing it. And I always forget when that intro plays, they're probably like, what the fuck did my manager get me involved with? And you described it perfectly. We took a left turn into Artsville. Like, remember the Simpsons was like, would you like a slice of apple? You know, like, in the art, art, art uh, film house. That's what it feels like. I should be like Absolutely. eating, you know, you know, dates while I'm watching the movie. With a beret. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, this is the short film that opens the retrospective of Ukrainian films. <laughs> and by the way, my brain went to Ukrainian. I was just looking for Eastern European because Ukraine is in the news. That wasn't me meant to disparage the Ukraine film market. It was just the yeah. idea of like the 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 Czechoslovakian movies or whatever. Yeah. Kick them while they're down, Jay. Kick them while they're down. <laughs> it's fine. He's just super topical. That's all. We're just making yeah. sure we hit all the marks. That's right. I like to offend as many people as possible in the first 18 seconds of any appearance. <laughs> I'm going to try to compliment you every minute and a half. So it's my turn now. So here's the thing. Do you remember when you brought me to do colleges with you? I do. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I still have the letters asking me not to bring you back. <laughs> well, I kept, reading my man, I kept reading my manifesto instead of doing material. And they were like, why are you letting him do this? And they said, one day that guy's going to make a short film that opens up an internet show that's going to freak everyone out. <laughs> The, the vibe. So wait, yes, I do. The, so, we had a, a lot of good times together. We did. We had a lot of good times. But one of the things I remember the most, and you were dead on accurate, uh, we did one college in Lebanon, Pennsylvania, and they had a sweet fucking theater, like really nice yeah. theater. The kids were great. It was packed. We had a cool backstage area. That was the first one I did with you. We get done. It was a lot of fun. We had a good time. We're in the car. And I was doing another college gig with you, I think, the following weekend or something. And I was like, oh, my God, that was fucking awesome. And you went, yeah, don't get used to that. Mm-hmm, no, <laughs> it's like, no, what do you mean? And you were like, you'll see. And the next one, we did it in a hallway in between classes Yep. at yep. noon. 
colleges are, are to the film industry or colleges is the real stand up what pornography is to the film industry. <laughs> like I imagine, you know, you show up like you do it for the money, not necessarily right. for the artistic expression. And sometimes you show up and you're in, you're like in a, a mansion in the valley. But sometimes you show up and you're you're in a budget in, you know, in uh, <laughs> uh, Fresno. And you're sitting there like, well, this is the this is the business we have chosen, Michael. So yeah, <laughs> and, uh, colleges have a little bit less dignity to it than than yeah. core pornography. I also like that you made me wait to find out what you were talking about too, because you literally did. You were like, "Don't get used to this," and I was like, "What the fuck yeah. does that mean?" And then literally the next week, it was it was a weird situation. And I was right. like, "Oh, this is what he means." And you know, the, it's it's comedy that is uh, you know dialed up to like the difficulty level like is eleven. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it would be like doing a high dive while the water was moving. Yeah, um, because they don't it. know. Well, what they don't know is they don't know that they have a bad setup, right? They put right. you in, like, honestly, John's not lying. We were in between classes in a hallway <laughs> shouting jokes as people went by. Yep. And the, the people who book you are sitting there going, well, we've given you the most ideal situation we can <laughs> to make this work. So you better make it work. And I think that's why, you know, it's hard to be in the college world. Mm -hmm. for a long time yeah. because it is it is a difficult situation to get laughs in a scenario like that yeah no it totally is but also it's one of those things that makes you stronger and makes you realize that at, not every gig is going to be well also here's another thing too is there's i feel like after doing that kind of stuff too you realize there's not one particular gig that's going to make or break you you know what i mean like no. when you when you branch out there's another thing i'm going to give you a little piece of wisdom you gave me at one point this is this is way way down the road too we were working another gig together but you would you said you had a conversation with your manager at one point, or maybe it was uh, maybe it was your agent. I'm not even sure which one, but you were basically like, uh, you got to a point where you're like, I no longer want to be the funniest person in wherever name name of town. You know what I mean? Right. And then when you were ready to do bigger and better things, and like that's something that stuck with me for years after either because I didn't even really ha I was you know too young in the game anyway, but it, it really framed the way I thought about other stuff too. Well, comedy can, you know, in a lot of ways, you can start to be like, uh, you know, if, you, if you're at a party and there's only like one pretty girl at the party or pretty boy, depending on what you're into, or pretty <laughs> non-binary nice person, whatever yeah. it is that is the thing that gets you going, if there's only one attractive version of that, yeah. sometimes you get a little hyper-focused on that and you don't realize there are other parties, you know? So you, <laughs> you, you sort of like, you spend, you might get a little bit... Uh, overzealous about pursuing something that maybe you shouldn't have pursued, you know, sure. or yeah. you pursue kind of hard and then you go like, well, this isn't a big deal. Let me move on to bigger and better things. Um, right. Which I, I, by the way, I love that the background, it doesn't work as well as zoom the, uh, the, <laughs> oh, blur the blur. background. So I, I keep going in and out of like, I feel like I'm a ghost. Like I'm haunting you guys. <laughs> like you're just trying to have a conversation. I'm like a poltergeist that shows up. Like I have advice about comedy. Listen to me on the other side. Tom and I have a Ouija board. We're both fucking around yeah. with like, all right, hang on. And by the way, if there, here's the thing. If there is a connection to the afterlife, you know, for a fact, I'm going to be showing up and, and continuing to talk about this stupid shit that I always talk about. Like you're going to be driving somewhere and like, there's going to be like a crackle on the radio and I'll be like, I have some advice about crowd work. And it's like, please, 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 please. <laughs> just live in the afterlife. Won't you? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I tell everybody in the car with me, shut up, it's Jay. He's got some yeah. advice about well, where you're you from. Know, you know Mike Casey out of Philly? Yeah. So uh, somebody was like, um, you know, I we were talking, it was like uh, the three of us, it was Mike, me, and somebody else, and I don't remember who, but they said like, uh, oh, you travel with Jay. What's that like? And he said, let me give you just a quick insight. I asked him a question as we were leaving Philadelphia. And as we pulled into Indiana, he said, and I guess that's all I have to say about that. So it was just a <laughs> 10 hour, like just stream of consciousness, you know, belief and philosophy. And it's gotta be, it's gotta be exhausting. My wife will always say, you're the most interesting person in the world for five minutes. And then you keep going. If you would just stop, like if you could just find a way to stop, everybody would go, that guy's fascinating. But yeah. you don't. You just right. keep it. Every girlfriend I've ever had has been like, you're a little much. You're Me a too. little much. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever have you ever been self-aware enough to the point where you know where you've lost somebody, but you also still can't stop? Oh, for sure. Oh, when I was on uh, drugs, 100% drugs. <laughs> like, there'd be that little voice like way in the back going, stop it. And I'd be like, no, I've got more to say. And as quickly as I possibly can, this person will listen. I would Don Jr. the shit out of people. <laughs> it's like, you're you know gonna, crazy you're, I'm your personal rumble. I'm going to keep talking until you turn me off. We, I wouldn't mind being haunted by you. We had a guy on who was talking about some ghosts and shit, and it was still the very, very weird, you know, ghost story shit where it's like, oh, you know, it was a relative and they were in the house. And I'm like, people don't want to stay in their house during COVID. What makes you think they're dying can travel yeah. anywhere and still want to stay in the same fucking house? Like, it's weird well, to me. John, I just did. So a, a comedian invited me onto her podcast and I really didn't know what it was. And she mm -hmm. was like, well, welcome to my podcast. It's about the supernatural. Jay, what's your experience with the supernatural? And I was like, oh, it's all made up bullshit. And uh, she was like, well, well of the podcast is kind of that it isn't. And I was like, no, I'll tell you exactly how I know it's not real. It, because it, there's either one of two things is happening if there is, you know, people, supernatural stuff. Either, uh, they, well, no, there's only one thing. That there's no heaven or heaven isn't very good. Because if there's an afterlife, in all seriousness, if you die and you get to heaven, and you're yeah. still worried about, like, which uh, relative got your watch, and you need to, like, go back and, like, settle that. Because if you have the infinite of the, the universe, all the answers, questions answered, you just wait patiently for your loved ones to die and be yeah. happy when they do. And yeah. So there's no afterlife. It, and you certainly wouldn't be standing on the other side of eternity going, just, just say the letter W. Just the letter W. Let them guess. If they if they don't get it, then I don't even want to talk to them. It's all baloney. Yeah. It's all now, my family was very much like that. Like, you know, strictly from Brooklyn, Italian, super into, you know, supernatural shit or whatever. But literally one of them would go to sleep and then wake up and be like, your father came back to me in a dream and told me to play these six numbers. But I couldn't because I was stuck in traffic and it hit. And everybody would just right. go. Oh, like we almost were millionaires. Right. And right. I would just be like, he didn't come back to do that. I don't know what the fuck and, you're talking about. And if he did, what was his ghost plan? Like he was <laughs> up in heaven. And somewhere in heaven, the like they have a big book of future lotto numbers. Yes. And he was like, 
he signed up. He was like, I'm going to go tell my relatives about this. And then yeah. I guess like one, one of your asshole relatives like caused traffic that day so that your mom <laughs> couldn't get to play the numbers. Like it, if you just play it out in any kind of uh, rational way, none of this shit is, is real. No. None of it. Yeah, exactly. And now we just well, disappointed everybody. Yeah. Or maybe there's a lot of ghosts watching you every time you masturbate. Every single time. I, you know what? That's the only way I can finish. <laughs> just to imagine. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you like that? And I just pictured the ghost going, I thought this would be more fun, but it isn't. More than anything, it's upsetting. Everybody developed a kink over COVID, so. There you go. Oh, yeah. You. My you kink was not it. seeing my family. <laughs> Anytime they weren't in the room, I was like, "This is this is the hottest thing that has ever happened." <laughs> I like that you're looking to check to see if anyone has actually heard you. Like, well, it's was... actually my my wife just walked in. I had to leave my uh, daughter's basketball game early to come do this. So you know, my priorities are like right in the order. She's actually doing a, a mental health podcast right after this um, to discuss her father's lack of interest. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm going to tell you something. She scored a basket. And let me tell you, they have not invented a drug more powerful than watching your 11-year-old sink a basket in a rec league playoff game. It is the wow. best thing. Yeah. It was just wonderful. Like I like I felt like uh, Steve Martin in Parenthood. I was like, ah, it was the <laughs> best thing ever. If they could find a way to bottle that, I would sell it on the street, man. It was wonderful. <laughs> You started. They were like, "Sir, please get off the court." And you're doing that Steve Martin yeah. dance thing in the middle of. Oh yeah, not that. Oh, I was just like, "Listen, I I got to celebrate this because I got to leave to do a podcast that has uh, tons of viewership." <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to do a gig with you and picking you up at your house, and you turned around to say goodbye to your kids, and you're like, "Bye, Daddy has to go provide and make sure that you guys are fed." And they were like really small, and I would just remember uh, you thinking like, "You went to me. That's not gonna affect them, right? They're not gonna remember that." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "I have no idea." You're like, "You come from." Parents and divorce is that a weird thing for you i was like what are you talking about <laughs> like, well, yeah. i have no idea i'm 22 leave me alone we'll come back from school sometimes and just be like you know dad you uh you told us about a lot of stuff you probably shouldn't have in all honesty <laughs> you you, you pre- like you prep this for stuff that other kids aren't prepped for so yeah. like you know they'll they'll say like oh my parents tried my my dead grandmother tried to give my mom lotto numbers and they'll be sitting there going bullshit that's all bullshit you need to know so it's uh yeah yeah i just like i like uh i like having kids who are interesting i don't want to have the the dumb 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 kids that don't know yeah exactly do either one of them possess the uh the comedy pizzazz do they have your sense of humor so that my son's been doing stand-up with me since uh he's like five years old he's been getting up and doing spots and uh my daughter is like she is the the middle daughter one of the fastest human beings I've ever seen. Like her brain, whatever that gene is, like mm-hmm. I always described it to people as like the Terminator. Like, you know, like uh, somebody would say something and you'd have like five or six responses to choose from. And yeah. I, you don't even know where it comes from. Like they're just there. They're like, okay, well, that's what I'm, I'm going to pick that one because that's the funniest. Yeah. She's got that. It's just, just a, a heads up display of funny stuff to say. And I always go to her like, uh, do you, you could you know, be like your brother and do stand-up. And she'll be like, no interest. (laughs) And she told me recently, she said, I have three rules for who I'm going to marry. No comedians, no magicians, (laughs) and no puppet guys. And I was like, well, I mean, I can't, 
I was like ventriloquist, and she was like any puppets. And I was like, you know what? It's good that you specify. <laughs> if you don't want you know, somebody to show up, it's like I'm not a ventriloquist. I just really enjoy puppets. And you go, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a hard no for me. Were you so, hurt that yeah. we were lumped in with magicians and ventriloquists? Because I am. No, I actually feel like I that's that's better than where we're usually lumped. In all honesty, <laughs> I, I you know I always feel like we're like a step below the woman who runs the donkey show in Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> She puts on a good show. Yeah. By the way, what? I always wanted to do a workplace sitcom at the Tijuana Donkey Show, but like, <laughs> no, like you don't actually see any of the you know, gross stuff. It's just them right. having like coffee talk, you know, where it's like, you know, I hate that Brenda always gets the good donkey. You know, like she's such a <laughs> she's such a kiss ass, and that they, we pause like kiss ass, huh? And then, yeah. you know, I, think, I think it'd be fun. I would watch that canned laughter. Yeah, oh, you know. yeah. It'd be they funny if HBO called and, like it was like we. So there's an HBO executive watch. I'm watching Dystopia tonight, and I got a new hit. You got to get a hold of that guy. Holy shit! Oh god! I think it would be even funnier is if it just came on HBO and you're like, "That was my idea." Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they stole it from me. Like, yeah. I'm yeah, watching Dystopia tonight. Don't call that guy. We're gonna develop the show. <laughs> Or they bring that crashing, and that's the first episode. <laughs> Pete Holmes comes up with the idea. <laughs> Pete Holmes stole my idea for the donkey show. Yeah. Have you seen your have you seen some of your shit on other people's stuff? You mean like ideas and stuff? Yeah, it could be like stuff you pitched and, and whatever. Have you ever had that happen? Um, no. Yeah, I listen, it maybe I don't really pay attention. Like there was a, apparently somebody was like doing a very recognizable part of my act. And it was like on YouTube and people were like reaching out to me, like, you should like talk to that guy. And I was like, nah, you know, like, I, I, I don't care that much. You <laughs> right, know, like, right. it, I, it's like, don't steal my material. But if you do, it, like, I always have this feeling like maybe you need it more than I do. Right. You know, right. Like, Are you like, were you like, like, is it working okay. for him? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's I, 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 I would I would be very honest, happy to go like, ooh. Uh, he's killing with my stuff. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. good stuff. Because <laughs> it's weird. And the we name of that comedian, Vinny Nardiello. <laughs> I was wait. What time is it? Eight fifty-three. I was waiting to see how long it would take for one of us to shit on Vinny uh, arbitrarily. No, I, I love Vinny. Me more too. Than, more than anything. I wonder uh, if he's but he is fun to make fun of. I'm oh, hoping yeah. he's watching so I can yeah. do my impression of him. Ba 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 ba. Impression of him. But I gotta tell you, you do that. Richie Byrne and I would talk like Vinny for like hours. Just oh my god, we'd also do our Richie impression, like oh, yeah. So, by the way, speaking of Richie, all I want to do is zoom, zoom, zoom. That's what he. I love that. That's my favorite fucking thing to do in the world. So the 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 Richie uh, joke that we would always do is it's Richie Byrne. He's like confused about something and he has to call Joey Cola for help. That's the entirety of the. Oh, bro, I didn't know how to get my car washed. I kept doing it with the windows down. I'm all wet. I had to call Joey Cola. Like that's that's it. I don't know if it makes any sense, but that was our, our impression. But speaking of Richie and John and Vinny, that play that you were in oh. was fantastic, John. I, I was so impressed with what Vinny did. And it yeah. was hard to give Vinny an actual compliment because I've so couched <laughs> my relationship with him in irony and layers of irony that like I had to like try to dig through like I'm going to give you a, a, a compliment. 
but it's going to be a real compliment. It's not, I'm not going to like undercut the compliment. And right. I hope doing this doesn't undercut the compliment, but mm -hmm. it was so well written. I loved it. I, I, I really did. And you were a it fantastic was a lot of fun. actor. And Thank you. Richie was great. It was yeah. so, it was so well done. I really enjoyed yeah. it. It was a lot of fun. You know what's crazy about that is the stuff that Vinny writes, you would think he had had a bad childhood or like he was brought right. up bizarre. Like, but he had a stable childhood and he writes all these amazing pieces about family and some of them are dark and oh, they're yeah. kind of oh, like yeah. fucked up. But you're just like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, how is no, that he possible? Said, he said, above, above. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. Oh, I like the above, above. I've never heard that before, but I, I'm going to start doing that to him. <laughs> yeah Vinny and i used to be on radio together in college if you can believe it we did college oh radio together if you can imagine these two voices it would be <laughs> me talking and then <laughs> uh, imagine that john, that john has, a... has a dark friend that? <laughs> imagine that oh oh i see oh you gotta you, gotta you meant dark mentality because yeah, yeah, yeah. he meant <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was literally, I was like, oh, that's, that's I'm saying, wow. right. John really does have a, a North Jersey following, doesn't he? <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of North Jersey coming out into the chat tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. I gotta love my fucking followers. That's great. No, he's a good, Mike Rose, a good guy. Um, okay. But that's, well, when you start, so you started doing radio in college. Cause I don't actually know how you started in standup. I know you and Vinny wanted to be comedians when you were, uh, in college, but I don't know when you started and what made you start. So uh, I started in 2002 and uh -huh. I started for two reasons. One, because I always wanted to. And yeah. uh, two, I met the woman that became my wife and I, I wanted to impress her. And I, I don't know if you've had the experience yet where you've met some a woman where you've gone like, I've got to do something. And it's yeah. just this weird male energy. And mm -hmm. I, I've, I've talked about this at length. But men have these bursts of energy, but it's just like sex. Like there's no direction to it. It's just, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, men yeah. will put the same amount of effort into building a potato cannon as they will into like curing a disease. Like it's right. all arbitrary. And it's like whatever's in front of us at the time or the thing that we've been thinking about. So I met this this uh, woman and, uh, and I, uh, her name's escaping me, but I married her. Um, and uh <laughs> No, it, it was fit. this thing of like, I need to, I need to impress her. So I started doing stand up, and it was honestly just going to be uh, for fun. Like there was no ah. career like aspirations because I lived in Jersey and I didn't expect to live, drive, go live in New York or LA. I was just going to teach right. high school and do this for fun. And uh, you know, I just, it, all of it has been gravy because it's like, I didn't expect to make a living getting up in front of people and going, but, 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 but my penis. No, like I, I didn't expect that that would be a thing I could do. Did she like money. stand up and comedy or did no, you decide that no. that was, <laughs> that's even better? No, John. That's no. hilarious. Uh, it, it was just, I, I think it was more than anything. She was like, wow, this is, it's impressive that he tried this. You know, uh, at, at a certain point too, early on, I took her to a movie that Vinny and I wrote and oh. it wasn't good. Um, but it was, <laughs> it was produced and I remember driving home with her and she was like, I, you could kind of tell she was kind of like searching for something nice to say because mm -hmm. it was like, wow, this, it was weird. It was Vinny and I sort of, yeah. you know, unfettered id kind of writing on the page and not knowing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And she was just kind of impressed that it, it was done. 
You know, like I, you, you thought of an idea and then saw it through. It wasn't good, but the idea, <laughs> you, you saw it through. So I, I do think that there was a certain level of like, you know, at the very least, this guy sort of blindly uh, pushes through and there's no reason to. And that might be an attractive trait in a mate. I don't know. You'd have to ask her. It certainly yeah. wasn't my face or penis size. <laughs> you know, there's a great podcast. I can't think of the name of it, but it actually asks comedians spouses if they're married, obviously, yeah. uh, to to talk about them and actually how what it's like being married to a comedian. So there's just a suggestion if she wants to get her voice out there. Well, I will us- say that she's she's said to me on several occasions, you know, when you get an applause break uh, during a show, uh, I want to stand up and tell everybody uh, he's not that funny. Like, I just want to stand <laughs> up and go like not, when he at home, he's quite dark. You should know. <laughs> he's got a lot that he's working through at home. Right. So, but it's tough. It's hard to be married for several reasons. But uh, mm-hmm. number one, um, like I, <laughs> whenever you hear somebody tell a story, you know, my wife will go like, you think my friends are boring? And I'll be like, yes. Uh, and she'll, <laughs> she'll be like, well, that's rude. And I'll go, we have to remember my friends are professionally interesting. Right. Um, you know, like th- their job is just to know how to tell a story in a way that's entertaining and worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but that said, all of my friends are emotional train wrecks. You know, you yeah. don't do this. Like, you don't get into comedy because your dad hugged you enough. You know, right. you, you get into this because you're like a gaping maw of need. You right. Know, just a gaping like love. You just you need love <laughs> at all times. And it's never enough. It never fills you up. There's never mm-hmm. a point when you're done where you go, I've had enough love, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're constantly looking for it. And, uh, you know, to, to sort of deal with that with good humor, especially because we're such self-important shitheads, John. We, yep. we really are. Like we're sitting there, you know, uh, driving home from a gig where you're like, oh, I don't know. I feel like maybe if I paused a little more before my ball shaving <laughs> joke, it would have gone better. It's like, who cares? How yeah. is this your life that you do right. this? You know, because I, men are insufferable anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever gotten the vibe? Like, I feel like the average Fox News, like I've said this on occasion, it's pissed off people on, on the right, <laughs> but I feel like Fox News is pornography for, uh, for men over 70 who can't get hard anymore. Because <laughs> all Fox News is, is pretty blonde women listening intently while old men bloviate. Yes. And that is the sexy for old men. That's what they want more than anything. Cause when you see an old guy with like a, like a MAGA hat and he's driving his truck and he's got his Dunkin' Donuts coffee, you know, there's a woman somewhere that does not want to hear another goddamn word about the world from this guy. Right? <laughs> so I feel like, spouses of comedians deal with that times a million because not only are we you know spouting but we spout and we're also trying to dig for material too so it's like hold on wait let me see if i got there i'm gonna write this down right so it's and by the way i just did to you both and all people watching what i do to my wife which is i spoke i just spoke uninterrupted for eight minutes about a topic (laughs) That required 12 <laughs> seconds of an answer. This is great. No, this is fucking phenomenal, man. No, but that, you are absolutely right. And that's why I do like, I do like staying single for that reason. I think, I think I'm going to not do the married thing. I'm not going to do any of that shit. I've done, I've had girlfriends. I've gone through long relationships. I've been without them. 
I think it's better if I'm just single and I dabble and date on the side for a little bit and then just wait till I die. Well, so, well, I mean, waiting, <laughs> waiting for death, John, is the, I mean, you're pretty much married if you're waiting for death. I mean, that's, that's the, that is the, uh, right. the, the cornerstone of any good marriage. And, it, and it's not that like end. you, like I, I am, I admire, I feel like Tom's married. I get it. I get why people get married. I understand it. There's just a, a, a lot of it that I don't know. What the, you know what you ever, you were, but you were, relationships like early on and then you found your wife like after college right yeah yeah i found yeah. her uh the year i think if college. you right i think if you stay single for a certain amount of time you really like you that you get fucked up and then the idea yeah. like like the farther away you get from a relationship the less you're going to be in one and i don't think i can do it anymore well and also too i couldn't imagine being a full-time comic and and trying to get a uh a woman interested in staying with me beyond like three weeks because that's about what, the, from yeah. what I understand is like a girl goes, Oh my God, you do this. This is awesome. And then the second weekend is, so wait, you got to do this again. And then the third weekend is, so this is every week. This yeah. is what you do. You're in Scranton talking yeah. about your vaginas in Scranton. That's your life. And you well, it is. Welcome yeah. to show business, and they're cartwheeling <laughs> out the door. Absolutely, finishing that statement. Yeah, and he, and you go, and he, I get it. Goodbye. Tell your yep. friends. Yeah, exactly. And then you don't like. I got my curmudgeon now about like weddings. I don't want to go to weddings anymore. I threw my suit out over the pandemic, and I have no idea. It was a. I, really I love did. that it's my suit. Like you have wet one suit in there. I do have one suit. First of all, I have nine leather jackets and one. I had one. I don't. I have one suit. It was from my communion. And it still fits. But to, to be uh, fair, when, when you're an Italian in North Jersey, they give you a leather jacket every year. The government provides you one. You just you just get it in the mail from the local. This is your leather jacket. And go enjoy, John. Have a good day. You get a you get a cross chain and a leather jacket provided yearly by the International Association of Italian Brotherhood. I think that's right. I haven't. I don't think I've genuinely laughed that hard on this show. It's a hundred and something episodes <laughs> in. That was fucking hysterical. Oh fuck. Nice. Yeah. No, that's true. You're absolutely. I wish that was true. That'd be so great. Um, yeah. yeah Vinny, but I don't Vinny have, and I, I have one suit. And you don't want to go to weddings. First off, no. You know, Vinny and I got into an argument because he had his wedding on a Saturday, and I was like, I'm booked. And he was like, <laughs> You're not going to take off for my wedding. And I'm like. This is the equivalent of you having like a, a regular person having a Tuesday morning gig. You know, it's like my <laughs> wedding is Tuesday at 11 a.m. I hope you can show up. And it's like, I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I, I sent him a nice gift, but he understood. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure he, yeah. No, I, I couldn't make it to a couple yeah. friends' weddings and it was the same shit where they were like, wow, you're really not going to. And it got to a certain point where I was like, no, I'm not going to take off right because one, I don't think it's going to last. It didn't. Um, right. and, uh, <laughs> because, but that's just the craziest, like I'm, and I know this is shitty by the way, but I don't have like 200 and something dollars to give us a wedding gift. You know what I mean? To, to fucking, right. it's like, you know, you're paying for something that you don't know that people are going to get bored of in three years anyway, then also split with me and get a PlayStation five for me. You know what I mean? I'm going to get bored of that in three fucking yeah. years, but it's the same shit. Give me $200. No one's doing that. I know it's yeah, selfish. Well, you Believe me. I know nobody understands it, but I, I think you there's a have, good chance that you get married just to get the gifts at some point. Because I like, swear they owe to you fucking God, I've talked to some of my single friends who, and I'm like, why don't we just do it? We'll fake the whole fucking thing. Because I've had friends, parents who've taken second mortgages out on their houses to have a fucking wedding. So there's like a chocolate bar and like a thing. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. Right. And I know it's supposed well, to be our, happy. 
It's horseshit. Two things, John. One thing, have a bachelor ceremony. What's that? Just say, I'm inviting all of my dogs. We just invented it. You just invite (laughs) all of your friends and you celebrate bachelorhood. You just like, I. And everybody makes a toast about how we knew you'd never find the perfect person. Uh, and, you know, like we, we get out and right we have this. like a best. Yeah. Just you, you get you get all dressed up. Everybody gives you a gift. And it's all like it's like housewarming gifts. But for bachelors, it's like neon beer signs, and like, you know, like black lights. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, oh Maxim, Maxim magazine with their frames. You can put them up on the wall. Which, by the way, oh I went over to a guy's house who is a bachelor, same thing. He's in his thirties and is a bachelor. And he had framed Maxims on the wall. And mm-hmm. I remember going like, oh, is this it. just like nature's way of saying, do not be with me. <laughs> you walk in and like a guy's like, I liked her tits enough. That's the creep. That's a creepy side of the men thing. We're like, I hope I never, like, I hope if I get to that level where I have my own closet door where I'm like, come in here, fellas, if you want to see some real, you know, kill yeah. me, just end my life. Will you come to the well, bachelor that, ceremony if I book it on a Tuesday? Oh, on a Tuesday morning, I'll be there. If you book it All on right, a great. Saturday, you're, you're getting a check and a sad face. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I wasn't going to say, I was going to say the bachelor thing. Ah, forget it. I had a, I, it was funny. Just just laugh and go like, oh, Jay probably had a really good thought. We'll cut that. it in later. I'll edit it in post. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I remember now. The biggest fight I ever got into with my wife prior to before I got uh, married was because I didn't take any of this shit seriously anyway. My wife was like, do you want to get married? Uh, like, what do you want for the, the wedding? And I was like, nothing. Let's just, yeah. like, let's have a barbecue. And she's like, well, we can't have a barbecue, Jay. And I was like, well, I'll tell you what. You do whatever you want. I'm not involved. I don't care. Like, I literally, and by the way, I urge all men to do that. Because when you show up at your wedding, it feels like a surprise party. Like, you show up and you're like, oh, my God, my friends are here. How did they even know? Yeah. But, um, so I didn't do anything. Like literally, I did because she'd be like, "Do you want to do the tasting?" I'm like, "I don't know. I, it's all going to taste good. I don't care." Um, yeah. So nothing. <laughs> so she was like, "You got to pick out a tux," and I was like, "No, I don't. Just pick out one for me." And she's like, oh. "Jay, I've asked you to do nothing, you, but you need to pick out a tux." And I'm like, "They. The whole point of a tux is they look the same. Like, yeah. Unless yeah. I'm getting like a blue frilly one from like 1979, <laughs> like it doesn't matter." And she's like, "You're going in and you're picking out a tux." So, and this was, John, I made a tactical bad move. I walked into the tux rental place. I opened the big book. I pointed to the first tux on the first page and said, that'll do. And it was just like steam. <sighs> she was really upset. And looking back, she should have been. She should have called the wedding off. It would have saved her so much, so much pain. Uh, but I was sitting there like, I, I stopped, like, I honestly feel like they were talking about, um, when you have dopamine that fires incorrectly and it oh, creates yeah. depression, mm-hmm. in some cases it can be like autism, autism or um, uh, ADHD. One of the, the hallmarks of it is you focus on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Like you could be in a conversation with somebody and they could be making very sad faces, but you're counting the number of cracks behind them. And it's not because you dislike them. It's because your brain is like, hey, look at all the cracks behind. There's right. a lot of cracks on the wall. I wonder how many there are. And then yeah. you're like, have I ever seen that many cracks before? I don't think I have. And I, <laughs> I think in order to do what we do, in order mm. to do comedy, uh, you can't, it's the Heisenberg uncertainty principle of comedy. You can't be part of something and observe that thing at the same time. Right. So like if you if you are of a mind to go to a concert and be like, woo, you're not going to be a comedian. <laughs> Because you're you're enjoying life, 
Right. But I think the hallmark of a comic, it's not so much that we're depressed. It's just that we're sitting back going, that's a lot of wooing. You know, yes. and it becomes a bit because you're just thinking about the wooing. And it's like, what do they feel like when they woo? And you're just focused on all the wrong things. So I, yeah. I think ultimately that's that's where we have problems. And honestly, I've spent the last five years in therapy just trying to figure out how to focus on regular yeah. human things. And it's been nice. Humans like how, stuff. I mean, they got a lot I, of nice stuff. Do you feel like at some point you did have that ability, though? Because I do feel like I went in waves with me where I was like, yes, I, I, I have a time in my life where I remember I was focused on certain things i enjoyed going to weddings i didn't see the the little details and everything and try to pick it apart constantly and whatever and also same thing dealing with depression like i'm just learning recently that i probably have a smidge of adhd um mm -hmm. i don't really know exactly but i'm you know i haven't got almost assuredly if yeah. you do this you, you you do yeah yeah and the same thing you said though like i think like when i was my most depressed which was like a three-year i mean i've been dealing with it all my life but like a three-year span where it was like fucking night lights out you know what i mean like didn't mm -hmm. want to exist anymore but i think it was also like now i look at it like wow i fixated a same way i do on a comedy bit or the same way when i'm on stage and that magic happens where you're like grabbing from every you know resource you possibly can i think i was doing that with every negative every fucking yeah. every horrible and it was like too quick and it was just bombarding me and i saw no way out and no windows it's a really weird right. place to be well, did, did, so i was gonna I, say to did therapy help you out of that yeah i well here's the thing i think like when you have a day job you know before you do this full time yeah uh you're sort of forced to interact with human beings in a normal everyday human being kind of way right uh and then you go i'm free i'm a comedian now and you only deal with other comedians. You have, you know, 18 hours a day where you're just sort of in your head. And right. uh, your entire life was about collecting material for bits in a way that it wasn't before it was full time. Sure. Uh, and one, one of the things that you learn about depression um, in therapy is like the reason why you create like healthy habits. Like if you ever go to like any kind of uh, outpatient hospital, which, um, you know, you, you, one of the things that they'll do is they'll tell you like, uh, how'd you sleep? How'd you eat? Did you exercise? And it was again and again, every group therapy is exactly the same. How'd you eat? How'd you sleep? How'd you exercise? And you realize it's because depression feels like a sickness, yeah. right? And your, your body wants to go to bed and just sit there because you go like, I'm sick. I got to get better. How do I get better? Mm -hmm. uh, I'll lay down. And the counter intuitive part of that is you got to get up and take a walk. You got to go eat healthy. You, you know, Nutella out of a jar isn't going to fix this. Um, <laughs> you need to do some exercise and get some healthy sleep and like right. be awake when the sun's up. And just to sort of tie everything together, I think when you're in that depression, like when you're in a world that doesn't force you out of whatever that dark cocoon is, whether mm. it be even the day to day of like dealing with people or a major depression, it's it's hard to, to to break free because you got nothing pulling you into the world, right? You know, and uh, I, it, it, for me, it's just been a long journey of like, you know, my first feeling about stuff is to not do anything. You know, like I, yeah. I've coached my daughter's uh, basketball team, and it was hard to sort of like sign up for that, even though I knew that it would be good. But you know, I you sign up and you you force yourself to go, and I loved it. I mean, not enough to stay. I came here, but you know, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Like, you make you choices. Force yourself to do that. So you make yeah. choices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
And the thing you were saying too about, you know, uh, trying to step back and see the world in a different way and kind of observing stuff or whatever. It is kind of like, like, you know, the same thing with COVID, right? And I know this is going to be a, probably a weird area to go into, but I can't unsee certain patterns. I'm not a big, um, you know, I, I don't really like participating in society. I know that sounds fucked up and weird. And probably when you look at me, you're like, that makes sense. You know what I mean? But like, but I, in certain aspects, right? Like, again, like I'm fine with other people who want to do normal shit. Like I get it. You go to the ABCs, you get the house, you get the kids, you get the wife, you do your day job and everybody goes happy and checks out. My brain doesn't work that way. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not drawn to that kind of stuff, but I don't mind if other people do it. What I hate is being forced to participate in it when, you know what I mean? Like it's designed a certain way to work a certain way. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, it's like the sacraments in church. You know, there are certain sacraments in life that they expect you to do. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you got to go do the stations of the cross, but it's like, you know, a barbecue. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And then like, so here's, here's my thing, right? So what? 900 K people died of COVID. And, mm -hmm. but we, I think it's weird because as a society, we have chosen to go, that's acceptable. You know what I mean? Like we've chosen to go, okay, the, it affects just old people that's fine. You know, we're still going to have our, we're still going to go about our day. And then we're like, right. well, it also it affects, you know, people who have immunodeficiencies. And we're like, well, I know, but also I want to go to Applebee's. And mm -hmm. then it's like, you know, and whatever, but yeah. every fucking year, nine 11, they, they pump out that trauma porn and it's never forget. Right. And it's like 300 K people, 3000 people died or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of stuff that I think, like I argue in my head where I'm like, John, that's fucked up. But it's not because I it feels like it's laid out for me that way. You know what I mean? Like, right. do you do you also struggle with that kind of thing? You're like, I cannot say this among normal people because they'll be like, sure. how dare you compare 9-11 and that horrific, which it was, obviously. I have to say that just in case anybody thinks I'm not. That's why I don't think of that. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it is weird that that's the kind of way. But well, you can't say that to normal people. Yeah, right. Because they feel like, well, are you minimizing 9-11? It's like, no, I'm trying to figure out why you're minimizing 9-11. You yes, know, like exactly. That that you're you're we have a 9/11 happening every 3 days now and it doesn't seem to affect you like if we could prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that covid is muslim would that would that change your opinion <laughs> on it? Right. And I do feel like there's a lot of maga that would be like what? Yeah. Covid Muslim COVID, give me that vaccine. Get a, I want a truck. I want to get a truck caravan to get that vaccine in. We've got to kill them Muslim covids. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's like People don't like to have their uh, sort of hypocrisy revealed to them. And I especially think that they, you know, on some level, we all know it's there. There's that racial component to it. Right. I mean, sure. part of the reason why 9-11. I mean, of course, there's a, a huge tragedy that happened and we all got to see it. And it's very there's trauma there. Yes. But I, I think when, yeah. Yeah, very visceral. And, you know, like, aside from, like, seeing the people, you know, like, the videos of people in, like, breathing apparatuses or, like, the the, the trucks, COVID was less visceral for yeah. for people. Yeah. But I do think that, you know, when, when you start to point out to people, like, well, you know, there's probably, like, racism here. The reason yeah. why 9-11 hit you so hard is because you wanted to dislike Muslim people or, yep. you know. The uh, guy charging you too Middle much East. for gas. Right. And they'll go, you know, how dare you, yeah, yeah. you know, run through a wall like a Kool-Aid machine. Um, <laughs> I, I think that it's difficult to do that in normal society, which is part of the reason why, like, you know, when we do it on stage, it's OK. Yeah. And there, it's hard to do off stage. You know, it's hard yeah. to do. 
I remember once I was at like uh, my girlfriend in college made me go to like a business dinner etiquette uh, program where like she wanted to learn how to like have like small talk at a dinner table. And she's oh. like, you should come with me. It'll be fun. And I was like, I don't think it will, but I'll go with it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. And hell, hell bop. It just happened. You know, the guys oh. who cut their own wieners off. Yeah. Cause they thought aliens were going to, they put on white sneakers. Cause yeah, aliens, they had a Nike guess, deal. Like, yeah. Not a Nike the, deal, aliens you know were very, I mean. yeah. <laughs> Nike the, sponsored the, the event. Dropped and here comes the aliens. To come. uh, but there uh, goes that potential sponsorship for the show. Uh, <laughs> actually, Kanye, you don't know. You might be like, what aliens are watching the Pomerovo show? I got to get in on that. Um, but I remember I was sitting there at, at dinner with them and they were talking about it. And uh, like, are all those people insane? They're so insane. Yeah. And I remember it was right around Easter. And I was like, yeah, you know, I heard some of the crazy shit they did. And then I just started describing like Easter traditions. <laughs> like I heard they hid eggs and they went looking for the eggs. And <laughs> insanely, they thought the eggs somehow would be their savior. I don't know. They thought a rabbit <laughs> laid them. It made no sense. And my girlfriend at the time was like punching me under the table. And it was kind of silly. It was very much like the kid who comes home from uh, the first semester of college and is like, you know, let's thank the Indians for being mm. slaughtered for our meal today. Cause it's very like low level satire. I mean, it's not a lot of insight into the world, but in my brain, it was the exact same thing. Yeah. Like you yeah. making fun of hell bop is exactly the same as all your dumb, dumb traditions. So like, yep. you know, I, and I'd be fine if you knew that, like if you yeah. said, I get it, I'm still going to make fun of it. I'd be like, I applaud you, but right. I couldn't get past it in real life. Like I was like, you yeah. need to be aware of this. And really, our jobs don't lend themselves to maturity in that respect because that's what we get paid for is right. pointing that stuff out on stage. It just doesn't work in real life. Nobody wants no. to hear about that, you know, while they're at a dinner business dinner right. etiquette party that you're making fun yeah. of. For that, yeah, God, man, you, it was funny too. Is the people that can tell that you think is because it's on my face. Like when I'm at when I have to yeah. go to a function like that, and I back when I had a suit. Um, and I used to go to those sort of things, not to brag. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they like, they could just tell at a certain point. Cause my face, like, I don't lend it to enjoyment of any of that shit anymore. Like if yeah. I had to be in a meeting with a friend or like my, uh, the girl, this girl I was dating, she was in law school and we, I had to go Ooh, to Chicago. Bragger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, sadly, we're not my together. My girlfriend was uh, a rocket scientist. She could also was an inventor and a spy. John with his law school girlfriend <laughs> she makes more money than me if that makes you feel better um so do a lot of people but uh yeah she um she <laughs> there's a line um she uh yeah she had this thing and we all like, get together and it was the most pretentious as you would imagine the most pretentious fucking yeah. bullshit and after a while i think i just snapped and started making fun of the dude you know who was like obviously chief law guy you know what i mean like they just won their yeah. fake mock trial and yeah i was immediately like people were like who the fuck is this guy and I wanted to be like, yeah, I don't know who I am either. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what yeah. I'm like. This, I, uh, yeah, I really, well, everyone's having a good time, but me. Well, it's it's there's a there's a driving energy to make people aware of their hypocrisy, and it yeah. doesn't make you super popular. No, you know, nobody goes like, oh, bring the hypocrisy guy. That'll be fun. I love being reminded of my own hypocrisy. This is the thing that, co I mean, I mean, you know, it, that's, that's the thing. I think COVID was bad for comedians in a lot of ways. But for me in particular, it was bad because, like, everything that you thought was bullshit, you were like, you know, maybe I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Like, maybe there's something that people see in this kind of shit or whatever, and they just have a good time. And then COVID hit, and then you were like, 
wow, no, it really is. Like they just started making money and fucking tossing it to people. And, you know, it didn't matter. You yeah. know what I mean? And then like, and everybody who had a job, like none of their jobs fucking matter. All the ones that everyone thought were shitty became essential because they were like, if you get sick, who cares? So like right. everything got flipped around and mm -hmm. I was like, I'm right. And then now that we're sifting back into this pretend normality, I'm like, I feel like that lunatic on the street that's like, does anybody see? Right. <laughs> Who's you no one looking? Do you guys remember eight months ago? Sorry, John, we moved on. Sorry. We, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, exactly. There's it's a like, sale at Burlington Coat Factory. I can't be here with you any longer. I have thank to you. go. Yeah, exactly. And I get know. another suit. Yeah, I, 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 I am going to have... I got a wedding coming up. I got to get a... I'm not even kidding. I'm so fucking mad. I got to get a suit. You have no idea. Like, I'm roped well, into this thing. Stop being friends with the person. I'm gonna have you break up with them for me, friendship-wise. You yeah. can be like, "Listen, yeah. he's he's done. He's moved on. It's not working out." John wants no. to start getting heavily into cocaine culture and doesn't feel like <laughs> you're the kind of person. He wants you just to have sweaty, long conversations at a party about business ideas, and he doesn't think that you're the person to do that with. I'm sorry. I wish it would work out for you, but it won't. Well, that's the audio I'm using now. <laughs> you gotta wait till I know they're at work and then just play that into their voicemail and be like, come on, don't pick up. How um, upset I gotta... would you be if they were like, yeah, I get it, John. I, mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I respect, see, I like that much more. If people were like, look, I, I, you know, I, I like, I like believing that the cops are going to save us uh, because yeah. I can sleep better at night. I'll be like, oh, that seems to be understandable. Yeah. But when there's like every statistic out there that says if you call the cops, like they're not going to show up on time. Like there's nothing that, you know what I mean? Like that's the reality you live in. You're not more yeah. safe. It's just that you oh, think. No, I'm, John, I'm blue pilled to the extreme, man. I, just, <laughs> I, live in a, I live in a warm blanket of fantasy. That's all oh. I do is I just. Is there room in there? Just, yeah. Yeah. Come on in. No, uh, people care about each other in my blanket. Um, <laughs> There's there's a, there's thing there's a love outside of ourselves. There's a warm and caring God. It's wonderful. In here. Oh my it. God, I love that. That's so nice. I, I'll get there one day. Maybe when I stop um, dyeing my hair. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your hair looks nice, by the way. I know you're worried about it beforehand, but it turned out to be very nice. Yeah, I think it looks. I kind of have like a like wavy old guy. Like I got like a little Rand Paul going on right now. No, it's majestic. You look like no. Zeus. Rand Paul. How dare you? Yeah, well, he's, you know, like he's got curly hair. He's a curly-headed uh, old guy, and you know, my neighbor wants to hit me, so I feel yeah, like yeah. But uh... you, <laughs> <laughs> same thing. I gotta compliment you on your Twitter account because you're the only guy I know who's grown their Twitter organically. Like oh, you went, thank you, you, yeah. you. I saw you build it like in real time because I followed you, and your comments are hilarious. And then it, you you weren't one of those dudes who did it at like where they had six followers on the Tuesday and then by Friday it was like 30K and you're like, the fuck? Like you did <laughs> yeah. it well enough to, thank you, did it well <laughs> to, um, to to do it. Like, was that like, because you're, you're really, really good at it though. Did that take time to do? Like, Well, so the thing about Twitter that I found was like one, um, like I, I was trying for the longest time to just like be generically funny on Twitter. You know, where I would just like be like, hey, socks are weird. Send like, oh, that'll get 10,000 <laughs> likes, I'm sure. Um, but when when Trump happened, you know, I, and I came back to Twitter because I was off for like four you years. Were. But I came back in uh, in February of 2020. I, well, I mean, I, I guess when that whole pandemic thing started, um, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I had no outlet for, you know, right. we, we weren't doing stand up. 
and I was so pissed off about politics. Um, I was just like, you know what? I'm good. I'm really good at being a smart ass quickly. Mm-hmm. So I, if Trump says something, I'll just be the first person to have like a funny ha ha reply. And I found that that was like really kind of uh, a good way to build a following because people would be like, Oh, well, that guy's pretty funny. I should follow him. And then it starts to snowball a little bit because the bigger accounts start to follow you. And when yeah. the bigger accounts follow you, they retweet you. And, and, you know, now I split it up. I'm not, I, I try not to be as much of a reply guy because it is kind of cheesy to do that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I try to do like my own, my own tweets, but uh, I, I just, just I just love, Yeah. I just passed 25. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I, all your problems go away at 25. And really emotionally, I'm, I'm finally uh, whole. But did uh, Twitter send you that blanket that everyone there's God there and warm yes. family? Because that's it's like the uh, Google, it's like the Google Play thing, except it's a blanket and a certificate that says problem free. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's so much fun for me because like when someone has uh, like especially like Don Jr. or somebody that I really hate or Ted yeah. Cruz, uh, it, it's that that itch you, you can scratch like when you get a heckler who says something to you. And your brain is just like, oh, I've got so many fun, nice things to say about this person. Uh, but I can do it virtually. And uh, nice. I, just, I just love it. I will never not make fun of Don Jr.'s septum. Um, I just picture <laughs> that sort of like empty, cavernous, coke, like coke carved septum that's just <laughs> like flapping in the breeze in there. Um, and I know there's fraggles in there and doozers uh, building just, shit. Well, well, there's a doozer population issue because the septum is gone. The fraggle, the coke <laughs> fraggles have eaten all of the doozer septum. And oh, you know, fraggle. you know that uh, Eric is a gorg. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But, I love that I could do a fraggle yeah. reference with you, and you would just keep going with it. That was special. Oh yeah, I love big big fraggle fan. Um, yeah. Or you are are you a red or moki? Oh man, I'm a red. I love red. Moki, yeah. Moki as a kid always kind of like freaked me out a bit, like a little boring, a little too hippie sleep. She's like yeah. a Phoebe, but less crazy. So yeah, and here's what I'm gonna tell you. Here's even as a kid, I knew I'd be like, man, I'd want a red, but I'd have to settle for a Moki. Because <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I feel like I feel like a red wouldn't be into me. Like red would be I, like, you know, you're my I, pal, and I'd be like, oh, but I wanted, you know. But Moki, I like, love how you poem about you. Right. I yeah. Well, you know, it's I, dude. I honestly, I thought you meant like personality wise, and I'm like, oh, he's talking about which one to fuck. I had no idea we were going in that direction. But I agree. Yeah, no. I would have. I hear. I would have let a red wreck me, and then yeah, mm-hmm. I would have, and then a Moki would have come for me afterwards. <laughs> see, I, yeah, oh, they would have. Yeah. She would have broken my heart. I would have. Tr- I would have tried really hard for red, but I feel like she'd just be like, "Oh, let's go swimming," and she'd swim naked or whatever, and I'd be like, "This yes. is really erotic," but she wouldn't see it as erotic. You know no. what I mean? She would just be like, "We're just yeah. swimming. This is we're just buddies," and I'd be like, "Ah," and I'd be so messed up that I would go with Moki, but I wouldn't have any emotion for. Her, but like then we yes, would and you'd feel wind bad up together. You're not a bad We'd, guy. Right. I'd be like in a yeah. four year relationship with Moki listening to talk about her goddamn crystals. Yeah. Moki like, oh, also geez. looks like she smells like pee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And you know that she's the type that has a lot of dream catchers and yeah. a lot of like turquoise <laughs> jewelry that she bought on like roadside stands in Arizona. 
And yeah. she's like, each one of them, she's got like, I've got a story about this bracelet. And you're like, oh, oh, absolutely. Dude, there's a wave of fucking, I'm, I'm sure dudes are like this too, but I just have no idea. So I'm just going to go. Sure. There's a wave of fucking women now that are like, they all believe in a little something like that. And I think even if I had to settle, I would have to just turn my brain off to that. I have to be like, yeah, mm-hmm. she sprays shit on the pillows at night because that she thinks will have her good dreams. But I have allergies and I got to wake up with a rash on half my face. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, John, I got a theory about this. Sure. Here's my theory. Women have to believe in higher powers because they got to deal with us. Yeah. And like, can you imagine being married to one of us? Right. No. And you're sitting there and like you've just shared your genes with this person to make new people. Right. You've just intermingled blood to make new humans. And you're sitting there watching this person you know explode because somebody else got like the the best spot at the the uh stand up new york you know so like oh you know, going out, like he's crying yeah. on a rug because you know uh he can't get a meeting with his manager or whatever right uh, so like how do you deal with that i think you deal with that by going you know there's a higher power looking out for me because yeah. I wouldn't be with this person if there wasn't the crystal people telling me that this is the right thing to do. And I, I get like you describe how people act in jail where they're like, if I don't believe in a higher power, I may never get out of this or never survive jail. That's the same thing. Right. Well, yeah, it's like I, crystals are like the Aryan nation. <laughs> you, you, listen, you don't want to join them. But if you're going to survive, you're going to need to join a tribe in here. It's just I've seen. Yeah. Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. That is, wh- let me ask you this. Can you, are do you have a hard out? Cause wh- I still want to talk to you about stuff, but if yeah, I don't, I told you this would be an hour and I know you're busy. Oh uh, yeah. Well, family. I mean, like I would love to keep talking to you. Sure. I, at a certain point I got to put the kids to bed. I so figured, yeah, I yeah. don't have a hard out, but like, let's just do like the, you know, uh, like the way I uh, end sex where we just kind of slowly stop and then you apologize. <laughs> I don't do this with everybody, but I also was like, I know he's got a family. I know it's yes. late and whatever. So I appreciate it. So I'll I appreciate do... you having me. Yeah. No problem, man. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a blast. So I'll have to have you back on. Cause I feel like we barely touched like your comedy career and comedy in general, but uh, yeah. I enjoyed it either way. Um, I got to ask you the big three questions though. Sure. Ready? All right, here we go. No, always. I'm ready to go. All right. If you can go back in time and talk to your younger self, what piece of advice would you give yourself today that would help you out? Buy Apple stocks. Um, are we talking? This is '97. I would just be like, listen, buy as much Apple as you can, and just hold it, hold it, okay, and nothing else will matter. Love it. Yeah, that's it. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I picture that just 2019. Move to Fiji. <laughs> yeah. By the way, just real fast, you know, I caused COVID, and I want to apologize to everybody. <laughs> because um, in January of 2020, I was looking at my 2020. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I, I remember distinctly turning to my wife and going, this is the best year financially we're ever going to have. And wow. as I said that, a bat landed in Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> it sneezed on everything. I was like, no, I should have. Why did I say this in front of God? Um, but yeah, no, buy Apple and move to Fiji. That would be beautiful uh second question is what had to end in your life good or bad uh to lead you to where you are today well teaching um stability uh you know i think just the stability in general and you know i've lived in an unstable world for so long 
that um, I don't know how, like, if I can go back to a stable world, you know, right. like what we give up is, you know, on the one hand, there are times where I'm sick to my stomach with worry about like, you know, like back half of the year is looking pretty light. Um, sure. But on the other hand, there's like every time the phone rings and it's a number that I don't know, it's like, this is either about my car warranty or my life is about to change, you know? Like, right. You, you, there, and that's an addictive thing. I'm sort of playing the lottery every day. Yeah. And um, it's, that, and you have that to pick up be... every call. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And you just go like, Oh wow. Two, one, two. What's, what's about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The worst is when now people are allowed to block it. Like it'll come up wireless caller and it's either spam or again, like you said, it's somebody yeah. who's like, Hey, you want to do a thing with Spielberg? And you're like, yeah. no, but yeah, you do. Have you, um, have you ever wanted to do a comedy on a space shuttle? Well, we're booking it. I guess that's a yes. I'll be on the space shuttle. Sure. Do you have eight light years of material? Sure. Sure we do. Yeah. And I go, but I only have three light years. John, what am I going to do? <laughs> I went to a gig at a synagogue, and I'm still mad I didn't get a laugh on this. Um, I had to do um, – it had to be totally clean. And I got to mm -hmm. the end of my set, and I was like, you know, I was really nervous about doing the synagogue because – I only had five minutes of clean material, but right. then miraculously, this five minutes lasted eight times longer than I thought it would. Wow. And we got, wait, I was, it's a Hanukkah reference, John, you, you, you and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to hold out because I was like, you said he didn't get a laugh. Should I do it? <laughs> but I'm mad at you for that. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Let's my heart out. No, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I it really, it really did make I was like, I gotta hold it in. <laughs> like if I no, hold it in. No, that is fucking we were, hilarious. We were so good that my my Jewish friends and I, we had so much fun until we got to that point. I was like, I'm I'm legitimately very angry with all of you people for not laughing. <laughs> And I still haven't forgiven that synagogue. It's weird the things that people don't realize we live with comedically as opposed to every other good thing that's happened. We remember shit like that 100%. Oh, yeah. No, people at this point, like, I've been doing it long enough where, you know, if there's no compliment you can give me that, number one, will affect me in a good way or make me believe you. you yeah. Know, like, you'd be like, oh, I came in here and I had uh, bowel cancer, but I laughed so hard. I think it shook out and I don't have it anymore. <laughs> And I, it like shook best, out. Yeah, you shook out my bowel cancer. The best I'll do is like, oh, okay, thanks, thank you. Clean, make sure the waitress knows to clean that up. And oh, I would God. leave because I don't have the capacity to feel joy about that. And it, but if you came over to me and was like, hey, I thought your set was great, but that one joke I thought was uh, not so great. Um, yeah. I would go out to the car and cry for fifteen minutes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. yep. There's a there's there's a gig in like 2008 and it was a good it was a pretty good year for me stand up wise and of course I did a hometown gig and hometown gigs always suck but I was walking on fucking I was like yeah this is great man I'm finally at my stride I'm doing pretty good and I did the gig and I fucking when I tell you I bombed I mean in mm. front of like te you know people who used to know you know people's parents I used to you know coming out I just ate it because yeah. I did I have no idea why and to this day somebody wrote like a shitty note in my car I've told this story before but like it is one of those things mm -hmm. you know where I'm like uh yeah I feel like I should apologize to everybody there I could never do it right. but like and you know it doesn't even make any sense everybody's forgotten about it I remember it I don't know why yep well yeah. because if you were a normal person you wouldn't have gone into comedy in the first place this is true
Absolutely. Uh, and last question is my favorite because it ties into the show. If this was a real dystopia, alien zombies, comet heading toward the earth, you know, just nuclear waste. How would you want to go out? What would be your epic death? Oh, the last, like if this is the actual end of yeah. the whole world, yep. like how the you last it? thing I do or like how am I remembered is what you said. Um, not, not necessarily how you remembered because we're all going to be dead. But like, if you don't give right. a fuck, like if you like, oh, I know this is it and I'm going to go out this way. What do you want to be doing? How do you want to go out? You want to go out fighting somebody? You want to go out swan dive? You know, I, 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 rather than give you a funny answer, I'm going to give you a sincere one. I, I'm kind of doing it. I, I would, uh, number one, I'd be on a podcast, uh, that has gotten zero comments except for the first one. Um, I would, I would do a zero comment podcast and then, uh, I'd, I'd go with my family. <laughs> uh, but no, I, in all honesty, in all sincerity, it would be with my family. I, uh, I, I have an unending amount of joy with them. They really do. They're like the kind of real joy that I thought that I would get from stand up. And for the longest time, I kept I kept trying really hard to get from strangers. Um, you know, you you don't get adulation from your family, but adulation doesn't. You think adulation is love, but it isn't. Um, right. Oh, thank you, Sunlighter, who I'm pretty sure is. One of you guys, <laughs> no, I you guys are like real quick, like, oh, let me no, just make an account. Know. Hang on, <laughs> I like froze my screen, so I'm like, and then like quickly typing stuff in the background. Everybody's like, this Call of Duty stream sucks. Holy <laughs> shit. What is this? What's this game, Dystopia? It's terrible. It's just a guy talking about. Like dime store philosophy. It sounds like a sophomore year philosophy major just jerking off. <laughs> if a dime store, if a sophomore in a philosophy major jerked off on some Tupperware, this is the word it would spell out. Um, I'm using that so, as a quote about the show. Yeah, no, that's actually, uh, that was, <laughs> that's what I tattooed in Latin on my lower back. Um, but uh, no, it's the, the adulation that you, you see in strangers is mm. is not love and you know you get confused at least i did because i would come back to my family when i was depressed and i'd be like you should give me adulation and yeah you're not going to get that but it's it's like the difference between eating candy and eating vegetables you know like the, yeah, the right. sort of sustaining love that you get and i've really discovered that um you know and i you know in the last eight to nine minutes uh, I really discovered that with my family. <laughs> since since getting sober and sort of uh, you know the last five years, kind of just focusing on a, a mental health. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I like I cannot I cannot think of a better way to spend it than um, you know with my family, and hopefully uh, they die first. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know, we're still I mean, alive. We're right? all gonna die. I would like to last the longest. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Well, but it maybe, is a contest. Like 30 decades long. No. Right. Um, but no, <laughs> just contest that another family. Yeah, mm. I just want to get see if maybe there's a way to get love and adulation. Maybe it's yeah. just a different family I needed. Right. But yeah, no, it's just it's just my family. I, I love them in pieces. They're they're really good. I, I my wife is great. Two out of the three kids are wonderful. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no, I I love it. So that's what I would do if this were a dystopia. I would spend it with them. And I, you know, in a lot of ways, 
I kind of miss the early part of the pandemic. Same. Um, where we were all sort of huddled in. It felt like the whole world had a snow day. And I yes, know that people I were... described it. Yeah, I know people were dying and it was yeah. terrible and people are still dying and it's still terrible. Yeah. But there was this sense for like four four weeks like oh we're gonna we're in this together we're gonna get through it it's gonna it's gonna be okay and then yeah. it sort of all fell apart but i kind of missed those days where it was just you know watching home improvement shows with my family kind of yeah, that yeah. Was fun. me too like tim allen home improvement or oh <laughs> uh, yeah no it's we we uh i only watch later tim allen i was watching man of the house only in my family <laughs> i i only like republican tim allen I like yeah tim yeah allen. Telling me that there's not enough men in the world. Right. Uh-huh. I like Red That's my Gold only Tim Allen impression. Tim Allen. No. <laughs> um, He's doing a Santa Claus TV show. So get ready for the that. San- like the, from the movie? He's doing a TV version of it? Disney Plus is ordering a series. Now, here's the thing. How much <laughs> money does that guy need? Right. If he had the number one. He's got to be worth $100 million, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I, I mean, could you? I mean, it's it's not that fun to be on set. Oh wow, look at that! Yeah, I'm not really here. That was his book about quantum physics, if I remember it correctly, was. right? Want to know? Want to know a fun fact about this? This is what this is what a buddy of mine told me. Uh, you know him too, Joe Starr. Uh, he did not write this book. Chris Rush basically wrote this book. Basically, Ghost wrote it for mm. him. Is it wrote it? Ghost wrote? Ghost written? He written? Ghost, it? Ghost wrote? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that because my brain was like, you're an idiot. Um, so uh, <laughs> I stopped the whole show just because of that for 20 minutes. Jay left. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's not even his book. That's why I have it out because I was like, get the fuck out of here. He mentions Chris Rush in here too. But yeah, right. well, I, I mean, if, I would and fully expect if I was writing for a comedian that uh, I, they would not read it before they put it out. So I would just like do a whole chapter about how great I am. I'd be like, and another <laughs> thing about my good friend Jay Black. He's the funniest person ever. If anybody should have a TV show, it's him. Are you listening, Disney? Question mark, exclamation mark. Follow him on Twitter. Oh, yeah. my God. oh follow me on Twitter. Yeah. All of the people who didn't comment, Wait, come no, to my Twitter. I'm trying to grow it. I want to get to 100,000. Thank you. They bring you leather jackets. Thank you, Candy145. Or should I say, John145. <laughs> I can't. Oh, he's finding all my spam accounts. Dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. You're fucking always hilarious. Love talking to you. Yeah, anytime. You gotta come back. Listen, as as I've said, I like any program in which I get to talk the most. So um any, I like anytime, not talking. Bring, yeah. Bring me on. I, yeah. Real fast. I remember I was in uh, college and I wanted to do a talk show. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, you can't do a talk show because we don't have phone lines. So how are you going to do? What are you going to talk two hours uninterrupted? And I was like, yes. Uh, They're like, we don't think you can. And I, but John, I could. I could. I found a way. Talk two hours uninterrupted for uh, once a week. It wasn't that tough as it turned out. Oh, uh, so yeah. Right, anytime man. you want me on here, I'm 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 here. And to all of John's uh, fake followers who watch the show, I want to say thank you. And I listen, I'm with you on the robot uprising bots. You follow up. Come get me. I'll be there for you. We've never had someone give a shout out to bots. 
Yeah, no, I w- I want to be your coll- I will be the collaborator. I would immediately sell out other humans and just be like, oh yeah, no, I'm with you, Box. I was with you the whole time. I I like your ideas. I think yeah, motor oil is delicious. Oh my god, right in there. So yeah. Uh, anyway, John, thank you for having me, and please everybody follow me on Twitter. I will judge how well John's show is doing by the number of new followers I get. So if you want to show John that his show's doing well, that's the only way to do it is go to Jay Black is funny and follow me. For, uh, that's right. I got sunlight, sir. <laughs> I gotta make a shit ton of fake accounts real quick. That's right. I better I better have twenty five thousand zero follower, no avatar followers tomorrow. It's just like, and they all say the same. I thought Jay was funny. LOL. It's like all the same things. Like, they're all the original. Fantastic. They're all the original egg avatars from when Twitter first yeah. started. And they're like, it's not even right. A- yeah, yeah, it's not even the thing. And I want all of them to have a cross and an American flag in the bio. Because that's that's how you know you're dealing with high quality Twitter content. That, oh, and hashtag Second Amendment. That's how you. Know, Ooh, hey, this, this guy. That guy has truck nuts and ideas. <laughs> I wish I'm gonna make them all alternative J Black accounts, like variant accounts, but it's all you no, from sh- different timelines. Oh, by the way, number one, you don't think that that's my fucking fantasy? Is a thousand and me? <laughs> In a room, number best thing. First off, I would have a gay orgy with myself because it would be okay to do. It would be oh, yeah. okay. I've right. already told my wife if a version of me from another timeline shows up and gives me a hand job, it's not cheating. It's just masturbating <laughs> with extra steps. It is not cheating. I can have sex with alternate versions of me. We're still trying to figure out if I can have sex with alternate universe versions of her. Why would she say? Well, she says no because it's with another woman, which, okay, fine. I, well, that's the thing. I kind of want to see if they, she'd fight herself over me. That'd be kind of hot. You know, no, they would, like, they would walk out on you, both of them. Yeah, oh, no, they would. They would, <laughs> they would catch a movie. Like, yeah, they, they, she, they'd be like, come to my universe. Everybody here is a tarantula or whatever, you know, because it's the <laughs> infinite timeline. Come, our universe is... The dark ages never ended. We're gonna go on crusade. And like, are we married or that one? No, you died of dysentery at three, asshole. Like, oh. <laughs> Would you sleep with tarantula your tarantula wife? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. All right. Tarantula sex. Why not? <laughs> I'm, I'm already I'm already having a gay orgy. I keep saying gay orgy, just an orgy, because it's just like yeah, all it's... the different timeline versions of me. Like, that's the thing I didn't buy about that Spider-Man movie. I'm like, why aren't y'all having sex with each other? It's okay. You can do it. No one's going to think you're weird. It's just, you're just masturbating, really. Doctor Strange winds up dying because of Spider-Man are jerking each other off with webs. They've got <laughs> well, like a yeah, Rube totally Goldberg set up. <laughs> oh, oh, that's absolutely true. You knock a ball down, it goes down. And just... uh, see, yeah. love it. Fraggles, Rube Goldberg, Spider-Man sex. That's right. what I'm titling this episode. Watching from the side, like I don't mind that you're doing this. This is just freedom <laughs> for you. Let me. Jay, I want you intense, to have. Though. I want you to have your freedom, Jay, to have sex with the alternate versions of yourself. I do. I oh do. wow, you're right. That's They're making Moki. a new Fraggle show, so I really hope you you get to write for Moki exclusively. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just in a like her and uh, what was it? What's the one of the? Uh, is it Gobi? Go, uh, Gobo, 
Wow. Gobo, like her and Gobo and just this like, like real revolutionary road, suburban ennui, just like 1950s end of a relationship, kind of like they're just stuck in a loveless marriage, Gobo, Gobi and Gobo. And you know, you know what? Go with your Uncle Traveling Matt. Go. I don't give a shit. Like, you fucking destroyed my life, Moki. Oh, I'd be wonderful. Oh, God. All right, man. Well, thanks, thanks so again, much again man. for coming on, dude. You're a blast, man. Love you. Anytime. <laughs> Dystopia tonight.